Welcome to Street Knowledge with Chris Graham. It's Friday. It's supposed to be a holiday weekend coming up, and normally holiday weekends are quiet on the news front, but not this holiday weekend. I'm Chris Graham. We're joined by Scott German. And uh, the breaking news last night, and this came out of nowhere. Uh, No one was hinting that UCLA and USC were thinking about heading to the Big Ten. They apparently did due diligence work as did the Big Ten for weeks, maybe months ahead of time. No leaks. I got to give credit to all these folks that somehow this word didn't get out. And also, it's, it's to the point where the Big Ten's already voted to accept USC and UCLA into a nonsensical, far-flung conference that stretches from Los Angeles to New York. And we'll talk about all those aspects with Scott, but we're going to focus a lot on how this impacts the ACC and, of course, the University of Virginia and Virginia Athletics. Scott, man, I tell you what, this is, you know, last year when we were leaving the ACC kickoff, we were getting the news about Texas and Oklahoma ready to bolt the Big 12 for the SEC. I think this is bigger news. I know that UCLA and USC aren't what they used to be, but they're in law. They're they're in a big market. And I think that this is, this this is earth shattering news in the sports world. Oh, I I agree. This is much, much bigger news because this, this potentially is the demise of a couple of conferences. Well, certainly one, the PAC 12, even though the PAC 12 put a statement out today saying they're going to look to expand uh, a friend of mine texted me uh, the, the article, and I wrote him back to say, unless that expansion includes trying to poach USC and UCLA from the Big Ten, I don't think it's going to matter. <laughs> I'd say I'd go further, unless that expansion is to maybe somehow or another convince the Rams and the uh, Chargers to join <laughs> the Pac-12. Uh, you're not going to you're not going to replace USC and UCLA. How, who would you expand? I mean, come on. At this point, um, who do you get if you're the Pac-12 that can come where, anywhere close? Again, USC football has been down since the Pete Carroll era, so it's not like we're talking about current. But they did just hire, uh, you know, a pretty big name coach, and and UCLA, you know, again is more reputation than anything else. But they're also two big players in LA, the second biggest market in the U.S., arguably the biggest TV market in college sports in the U.S. because New York, the biggest media market doesn't really have a college team worth watching in any sport especially football so yeah you're you're just not going to go find somebody to take the place of ucla and usc as the anchors of your conference yeah i i think the 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 pac-12 is all of a sudden going to be uh competing in with the ranks of the sun belt and the mountain west you know things like that yeah no doubt um i don't i don't see how they can survive at all and for that matter the big 12 so, uh, you know, okay, let's talk about some of the aspects that just affect uh, those, um, that conference, because this is the weird part of it. And, and I think it'll, it'll play into what we talk about later uh, regarding the ACC and UVA. Um, the Big Ten now extends, I mentioned, from Los Angeles to New York. Rutgers is in the greater New York area. We'll, we'll claim them as New York. Penn State is, is in Pennsylvania. They're a few hours away from New York. Uh, Ohio State is out in that general vicinity. Um, and then you've got UCLA and USC on the other end. Football is this, I, yeah, I can see this making sense, but even in USC playing at Rutgers or Rutgers playing at USC, what, you know, six hour flight across the country uh, to play this game. But what about when the softball teams have to meet up? What about when, <laughs> you know, the track and field teams have to, have to get together. Those non-revenue sports uh, will have some interesting travel logistics problems and cost associated with that. And also, I guess we're just going to stop pretending now, which I'm fine with. We're going to stop pretending that the student athlete experience is uh, the, the student part of the student athlete experience is important because if you're asking athletes, it's not even just going to, you know, cross country, you know, UCLA, UCLA and USC are not going to take any bus trips anywhere. Um, it's hard enough to make a bus trip from the current Big Ten, uh, you know, Rutgers to <laughs> Iowa, Rutgers to Nebraska, Penn State to either of those schools. But um, yeah, this this is this is a logistics nightmare as far as it seems from the outside looking in. Yeah, I, I was reading some interesting stats about that today. The clo- uh, 
unless they're playing one one another, UCLA and USC, the closest competitor for either school is going to be about 2,000 miles away. <laughs> Think about that. Yeah. So, so you know, so this shows that, that obviously for those that maybe have been living, I don't know, in Grand Caverns or Luray Caverns for the last 10 years, football is driving the bus, correct? Oh, well, that's not, it's not, yeah, that's always been the case since college football started. And, and there wasn't a lot, of, not a lot of money to be made. Yeah. Football, football brings in the revenues. It also brings in the expenses. And of course, in this case, it's going to bring in expenses for those non-revenues to make them even more non-revenue. So what, so what is the, the trickle down effect for those non-revenue sports? Let's just say you're a, a female softball player and you were, thinking about going to UCLA, which means you were a really good softball player because they have a, a nationally uh, ranked softball team perennial. I mean, they are, they are at the top of the heap every year. Yeah. Does that, does that high school player really want to go to UCLA and play games? Because let's face it. Most of them, they might be on TV, but they're going to be on some, you know, obscure streaming device. Um, do they, do they, does she really want to go there and, and, and play games, road games in Nebraska, uh, New Jersey, College Park, Maryland, where, where there's no chance that her family and friends can see her play when, when before, you know, they're playing up and down the, primarily up and down the West coast. Um, I mean, it shows it to me that there's no consideration whatsoever being given to the, to the, to the trickle down effect that it's going to have on these non-revenue sports, none whatsoever. And I wonder how much, how much longer it'll be before they just go away. Well, they're not going to go away uh, because uh, there's a thing called title nine, but I was just looking at the big 10, um, standings for this year just to get a sense how many games they schedule um conference games they schedule it looks like they play 22 or 23 everybody's played either 22 or 23 maybe a rain out or two affecting it seems like 23 or 24 24 would make more sense as the scheduled number of games and then rain outs may be impacting that so 24 would imply that there you play 12 at home and 12 on the road in conference and that would imply then four road trips so your four road trips are for ucla and usc they can only play each other, you know, once. So, so one of those two teams gets the home trip and then the other gets four long road trips. And the other gets three. Your, your nearest team is 2000 miles away. Yeah. Um, versus now, if you're a USC or UCLA softball player, baseball player, let's, let's throw those, those guys in too. Um, uh, you know, and not only that, but you're playing in a lot of bad weather places. I mean, conference get and, and baseball is even worse. Baseball is a, uh, it's a 30 game schedule. So you're, pl- you're making five road trips a year, uh, five road trips in starting in mid March where you're playing Minnesota on the road, uh, in cold weather, if you're a USC or UCLA kid. Um, and it's not just those sports. I mean, you know, let's throw soccer, let's throw all those it's soccer, the two men's and women's soccer, let's throw all those kind of sports in. Um, that's a, that's a logistics nightmare too. So now, I bring that all up because there's a lot of speculation um, about who the Big Ten might want to continue to expand. Um, and Virginia is a school that is a member of the Association of American uh, Universities. Uh, and and to, be a, to be a Big Ten member, one has to be a member of that association, AAU, but the different AAU. Um, University of North Carolina is one. Georgia Tech is one. But there's a lot of talk. I, I don't think it's necessarily educated talk but certainly speculation about uh how the big 10 might be interested in uva and unc big state schools members of that american association of uh, excuse me association of american universities um great academic reputations and then also very full athletics uh uh offerings uh, north carolina offers 28 varsity sports virginia offers 27 um all right, so if you're Carla Williams uh, at UVA, uh, you want to remain relevant in this in- environment. You're worried the ACC might not be relevant in a few years if, if uh, things continue as at current trends. 
Um, you move your football team. Uh, that's probably a good thing. You move your men's basketball team. That's probably, you know, you, Tony Bennett can certainly compete. He competes in the ACC, wins the ACC most of the time. So he can compete in the Big Ten and probably win the Big Ten as well. You got 25 other sports that don't make money. They're non-revenue sports. And now you're saying to your women's volleyball players that you're recruiting, you, you're going to now you get to play UCLA and USC, but you're going to have to make a couple of trips a year out there. You're going to have to make some trips to Nebraska and Minnesota, Wisconsin. Um, the, the nearest the nearest opponent would be if North Carolina comes with you. If 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 not, you got Rutgers and Penn State. Those are those are reasonable opponents. But it's, it, you're 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 asking them to give up a lot of time traveling. That doesn't count towards their 20 hours of practice or their game time that they're, you know, that the NCAA says you can only be involved in, in your sport so much. That's a lot of time off your studies. Um, if you're Carla Williams, do you put your student athletes through that? Scott, you're muted. Um, excuse me, Chris. I think if you're Carla Williams, you may have to. Otherwise, you run the risk of being in a league that's you know, watered down competing with the likes of the Sunbelt and the CAA. Now, is it, uh, are you being extreme there? Is the, is the, does, if, if, let's, let's examine where the ACC is right now, maybe to get us to an answer. The ACC right now, as it stands, is the ACC that it was yesterday, right before six o'clock when this news hit. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a 14 member conference in football with Notre Dame as a, a non playing, uh, team that gives us five games a year uh and there were 15 uh members across the board elsewise some schools don't field uh, syracuse doesn't field men's baseball um they not everybody has men's lacrosse uh but you know you're 15 across the board elsewise um what's different about the acc today that wasn't there yesterday 24 hours ago i i think the only difference is that the the uncertainty of what is going on in some of the other towns around the lake. What's going on at Clemson, what's going on at Florida state, Miami. Uh, are they in discussions with maybe joining the Southeast conference? You know, I don't know how tight, the, how, what, how much of a bond the conference members have. And I can answer that. I know how much of a bond they've got. They've got a, they've got a commitment that they made in 2015 that lasted, that, that, that lasted, last for 20 years and through the 2035, 2036 season called a grant of media rights. Um, essentially for those who, you know, you hear that term or maybe you don't hear that term, but you might've seen it somewhere. You wonder, what does that really mean? Uh, in 2015, 2016, as the ACC under John Swafford at that time was renegotiating its TV contract with ESPN, it, you know, every so often these these things happen where um, we see a conference realignment at least threatened. In some cases, minor realignments uh, take place. Uh, the ACC members, uh, and they're all still current at this time, decided to uh, kind of pledge allegiance to each other by all um, individually and then as a group assigning their media rights to the league. Media rights meaning uh, the, the ability to make money off of your TV appearances. Um, and so uh, th those, you, you can't make money off, and in the, in the bylaws of the, of the agreement say that the, uh, the members, if they decide to leave the conference, um, still have to pay their... Um, their, their media rights monies to the ACC. So if, 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 if uh, for example, if Virginia goes to the Big Ten, uh, absent an agreement uh, releasing them for them from their grant of media rights, uh, the, Ace, the Virginia plays in the Big Ten. They play football games. They play basketball games. They play softball games on the Big Ten network and don't get to make that money. Um, and that uh, would seem to preclude the uh, idea of wanting to move away. So until uh, there would be some agreement to uh, release a school or everyone from the grants of media rights, that would seem to be a commitment to each other that is rather ironclad. And I, and I, I agree with that. And I hope, I hope that that is the case. So that would, so let's just assume that 
when was this done? 2015? Uh, the, the, the TV contract uh, was signed in 2016. So let's say, because tw- it expires in 2036, 20 year deal. So it's a uh, 2016. So let's, let's assume that, that that was done in good faith by all the, the ADs and the school presidents as a show of solidarity. Okay. Uh-huh. And, and that solidarity is still there. We're just, we're just doing this, you know, with no, we don't know what the, what the current landscape is, but let's just assume that that solidarity is still there. So what do they do? to reposition themselves and, and your article this afternoon was very concise i thought it was very accurate to to make more money so they they would have to go to espn and instead of going and literally they would be going with their hand out saying okay we we negotiated this deal but now it's a bad deal and now we want to renegotiate it and and, and espn is a publicly traded owned co- corporation um, how do they go to their shareholders, stockholders, and say, we need to renegotiate this deal with the Atlantic Coast Conference because they think it's a bad deal now? Well, it, it, this comes down to one of two ways. to it, it, Essentially, the, um, a member school or a group of member schools has to go to the ACC, essentially take it to court to try to get out of the grand media rights, which is not going to happen very easily. It's a contract. Um, you can't just break a contract. Uh, there are penalties uh, included in that, and the penalties are spelled out. You'd have to pay an exit fee, which would be substantial. You'd have to uh, uh, lose your media rights money for all those years. Um, that would be if there's no agreement. Um, so you either go to court there, um, you, you know, try to renegotiate something there, or you threaten go to court, or you renegotiate something with ESPN. Um the uh, the conference stays together if you do the ESPN thing. The conference doesn't stay together if you don't. And, and and if you're an individual member, some individual members benefit if perhaps if um, the ACC um, were to negotiate settlements and and let schools out of the me- the media rights agreement um, for a substantial exit fee and 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 some portion of those media rights for the next. 12 years, like 13 or 14 years, actually, this 2036. Um, or you can say our strategy should be um, let's uh, let's see if we can get more money out of ESPN. So what does ESPN get out of the deal? Right now, uh, we can look at how things are going to play out from the perspective of right the Big Ten and, and SEC make pretty good money uh, to from from their from their conference payouts, from their TV contracts. Uh, because and it's it's all it's all because both of those got their the Big Ten Network debuted. I think it was in 2005. SEC Network was a little later, like 2008, 2009. Uh, and those networks have been generating revenue. The ACC Network just got on Comcast in the last few months. Uh, it didn't debut till 2019. We're at least a decade past both the Big Ten and SEC. So our 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 ACC Network not even close to being fully mature doesn't give us the money that, that those networks provide in terms of payout to their, to their schools. Um, so uh, you, you, you go to ESPN, you say, all right, uh, we're making a little more than half in our TV payout uh, to than, than what the SEC and Big Ten schools are. Uh, look at this past year in the college football playoff. Three of the four schools in the college football playoff were – Big Ten or SEC schools um, in the NCAA tournament, the the Big Ten got nine bids, the SEC got six, the ACC got five. Um, the 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 money disparities are at the heart of this. If we can make more money from TV, you get a better product. If you don't want to renegotiate that, where where the the contract is what it is, but um, you're going to be uh, continually producing a, a, an inferior product for your your viewers, and and so. Um, if you give us money that's closer to market value now than it was in 2016 when we signed this deal, we can be more competitive. It'll it'll increase the value of your property because essentially the TV contract for ESPN with ACC is a property. Um, you know, it's it's just it's like any other property. If you own a building on you know the corner of Main and Wayne in downtown Waynesboro, 
do you want it to be a dilapidated building or do you do you want to put some money into it, fix it up and, and make it look good? Um, what kind of rent will you get when it's dilapidated? What kind of rent do you get when it's all fixed up and shiny? Um, same thing here. Do you do you want to be broadcasting the Sunbelt Conference for ACC money or do you want to be broadcasting the ACC and maybe uh, it, it, it we're on par again with the Big Ten and SEC? I think that's the pitch that Jim Phillips needs to make to the folks at ESPN. But currently, the way the ACC is built, do we are we on par? Because it looks like, I mean, the Big Ten invited UCLA and USC. Those are not – UCLA has never been a power in football. UCLA, right. That's right. They, they, when, when never they, been a power. In when they would make the Rose Bowl, it would be because of stumbling by other Pac-8 or Pac-10 teams. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, they're, USC, they're, they're, their whole value is that they're in L.A. It's from they're, the and so, and, and UC, USC has, has been irrelevant since Pete Carroll left. That's, that's very accurate, yeah, because uh, Lane so, came in, in a decade ago. They haven't been relevant since then, yeah. So if – if the Big Ten were going after traditional football power, I mean, going after a football power, they'd probably go after Oregon and all of its Nike money before they would go after USC. But and they're not going for they're, they're going for TV power. markets. They're going for TV markets, yeah. So, so if the ACC, to me, and maybe I'm oversimplifying this, if they want to go to the ESPN to go to ESPN and say we need more money then maybe they should go and try to somehow or another pull Notre Dame into the conference for football, which Notre Dame would give you the Chicago market. And I said in a comment, commenting on one, on your, uh, this afternoon story, um, UConn for, for, all sports because that would give you the the New York City market. It would not give you the market. It would get, it would get you in the market. It would get just you like, in the market. Like now, we know that no one watches college sports in New York. Just like did, did, we've discussed this, Scott, uh, last night when in, in, it's in a phone call we should have recorded. <laughs> to be honest, it's played on this podcast. Um, did Boston College give us the Boston market? It, it did not. It did not. And that's, that's, that was a serious miscalculation by whomever was John Swoford and company, which Swoford is probably Tom Smith now living on some remote Island in the Caribbean because he was sleep at the, I think he was sleep at the switch, so to speak, uh, back in five or six years ago. So it didn't give us the Boston market because there is no Boston market for college sports. Oh, but they, is there they, is no. there a college is there a market in LA? Well, for college sports. Uh, well, Boston College came in in two thousand four, so we've had them around for a while. When when they first came in, you got to remember they were actually pretty good. They had Matt Ryan. They were a top top ten football program. But college uh, sports doesn't move the needle in Boston. Oh no, it doesn't. And, and but it doesn't in New York either. It's not. It's not about. In, in a way, it's not about let's get. Because USC football, you got to think it's going to come back with. Um, I'm forgetting the coach's name, the Oklahoma coach, Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley, thank you. I, I kept thinking Lane Kiffin for some. Who's reason. probably, you know, he goes to USC thinking, oh, I got a pretty good path to winning this title. You know, well, <laughs> I, 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 he was hired uh, at a time that we now know USC and UCLA were probably already putting things together towards this. I, yeah, I don't, he had to know that. I would be surprised if he wasn't made aware of, because he, he he left that job at Oklahoma uh, around the holiday season. You know, he left right be between Christmas and New Year's, I think, or it was, it was in December of last year. There's no way we know from the timeline we know now that, that UCLA and USC um, athletics officials weren't already working on this. So I had Big Ten folks as well. Again, the, the, the secrecy is amazing. DC could learn, Capitol Hill from, could learn from this. Um, but, uh, you know, it's about, it's about the TV market. It, it's really just about another excuse for the LA TV market to have the Big Ten Network now, because that's a place that they, I, yeah, I can't that's imagine. TV sets. It's TV sets. Yeah. It's, it's about making sure. So now if you're a cable provider uh, in, in the LA market, you're going to make sure that you're um, viewers have access to the Big Ten Network, and that means 
you know, another how many million um, homes that the Big Ten Network is in. And that's a, they, they make so many dollars per home they're in per month. Um, that's how this works. So um, would that not work if you can say now we have the Chicago market? Well, but don't we already have the Chicago market? Notre I don't know. Plays, I don't know. Notre, the answer Dame, to that. Notre Dame plays every sport but football. They do in the but, ACC, but they're not a member of the conference. So I'm no, they're a member of the conference in every other in sport. every other sport but football. And football is what is, you know, you you'd have to get it, it, it's a bigger question than that. I mean, what you're getting to one. I mean, there's a we the ACC network. There's already incentive for the the for for people in Chicago market to say we want the ACC network to watch Notre Dame. Um, because they have every other sport than football. And plus there are, I don't, you know, I don't haven't looked at the TV schedule. I guess our schedule probably is out now for football because we're not that far from the season, but the ACC already gets five games with Notre Dame. Um, Now two in in alternating years, two of those games are at home, three on the road, and then three at home and two on the road for Notre Dame. The games at home would appear on NBC. The bigger question would be, can you, if you get Notre Dame to fold into uh, the ACC is a football member, then that means the end of them independently negotiating with NBC uh, for, for, for their TV rights. That's, that's a, that's a bigger issue that, that, you know, you can't answer, right? I mean, I, I think their TV contract, I looked, I remember right looking this up last year when we were discussing this, I want to say it's 2026, their TV contract with NBC is up. So that's not anytime soon. This is 2022. Um, so you could, you, you know, certainly could bring them in and, you know, and if they were to go, if they were to try to jump to the to the Big Ten, same issue would be in play there. Um, but uh, uh, you know, the, we but there's already there's already some incentive in place for Chicago cable systems to carry the ACC network for, for every other sport. Um, uh, you know, UConn for the new for the New York market. I mean, we've tried to we've tried to play the New York market. Hey, we've had three ACC tournaments there in the last what six years. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think it moved the needle, to say the least, <laughs> in New York. But, um, I, you know, the Big Ten has a strategy of having Rutgers there. I'd have to – I'd love to know what, what, how, how, what the prevalence of the Big Ten network uh, in the New York market. Is, is there a – Well, it was – they didn't invite Rutgers because of the history of Rutgers football. No. Or the history of Rutgers any sport. Yeah. Right. I yeah. mean, they brought Rutgers in because they thought that would give them more television sets in the New York City market. So that's why I'm saying, would wouldn't that do the same for the ACC? I, I, that's why I say you'd have there, there could be a case study done of that. I, I think the first thing you would do would be to look at the penetration of the Big Ten network in the New York market because of Rutgers. But I wouldn't just bring UConn in without having done that homework. Um well, but, I'm wondering, did the Big Ten do that homework? Because I, I, Rutgers, or, or is the Big Ten sitting here thinking of a way to get rid of Rutgers? <laughs> and that's another thing too. Uh, you, you, that, that, so, without having some somebody can look I and mean, getting numbers, rid of Maryland for that matter. Those numbers are out there. Those those numbers are somewhere. Um, I have not seen them made publicly available, but that's what before you just add somebody, you would do that homework. And if the numbers say we need someone to give us the New York market, can we can UConn, which is an hour away, can that give us the New York market? Then perhaps that answers the question. But um, if if that's not the if that's not the case, um, you know, you 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 are in some you're not in the number one market, but the the Pittsburgh market is a top twenty five market. The Raleigh market is a top twenty five market. Um, Louisville actually is a big TV market. Uh, I've lost my mind; doesn't tell me exactly where they are, but that was a strategic move. They're not again number one, but they are a top fifty market. Um, you know, because they they also they, they they coincide with the Cincinnati market. So there's there's a lot of there's a lot of TV viewers there. Um, you, know, you know, we've got Miami, uh, which would part of the attraction of Miami isn't that Miami has sucked in football for the last 20 years. It's that they're Miami. It's, it's, it's the presence of their market, uh, TV market. So um, when I look out there, I know that there's a lot of folks, uh, you know, I see on social media and other places who could who else could we bring in? Scott, I honestly don't see anyone else out there that the ACC can bring in other than trying to fold Notre Dame over in football and get them completely in the ACC. 
there's no one out there, including UConn, to be honest with you, that jumps out to me to say that's automatic. We need them. That's the piece in the puzzle we've been missing. Um, look at the Southeast Conference. Where, where are the TV markets in the Southeast Conference? That's, uh, I, I would assume Atlanta uh, is probably considered a TV market for them that's important just because of um, – But well, the ACC has Atlanta. Well, we, we're in Atlanta. I don't know that we have well, it. But I, I'm just saying, Atlanta. if we had a viable pro- – Georgia Tech, uh, does Georgia move the needle for the Atlanta market more I than Georgia Tech does? The argument, the argument you're probably making, whether you know it or not, actually gets to the point that I was making, which is do you need to be – do you need to be uh, in a TV market with some random team like UConn or is it just, is the ACC a brand that's big enough to say we're a national brand already? I think that's the bigger, I think, I think that's the selling point I make to ESPN. We're already the ACC. Um, And if you keep hearing noise, that's because for some reason, my computer is acting up. We're in the middle of a thunderstorm here. Um, Hopefully that's, hopefully everything's okay. But um, we're, we're the ACC. Do we need to be – the SEC doesn't care about – they're not going to – the SEC didn't care about USC and, U, and UCLA. The SEC doesn't care about Notre Dame. The SEC doesn't care about UConn. The SEC is the freaking SEC. Well, so, Chris, here's what another thing I was thinking. So, let's say the ACC does go to Georgia Tech – or, excuse me, does go to ESPN and, and make the case that we need more money, Okay. Here's as we are currently um, built, we need more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, not under the premise that they're going to add Notre Dame, add UConn, add Bridgewater College, whomever. Okay. We need more money the way we stand July 1, 2022. Um, maybe ESPN would take this viewpoint. Okay. If it goes to a power two structure between the SEC and the Big Ten, the AC, the uh, ESPN already currently has the SEC, right? Or they will have it. Yeah. Uh, because the SEC just recently dropped CBS and went to went with ESPN, right? Yeah. It is, I believe, it is thought to be that the Big Ten is going to uh, sign a deal with Fox. Another totally 100% sports, I mean, Fox Sports. So currently ESPN and Fox would share the two power conferences, right? So maybe ESPN would say, okay, well, we'll, we'll just make sure the ACC is considered the third power conference and we'll have two of the three power conferences under our control. The way it is now, yeah, right now, the, the, at, the, at the moment we're speaking, there's two power conferences. At the, right, but, oh, but, if the, yeah. it, but if ESPN decides to up the ACC portion, then maybe not exactly to where the Big Ten is or the, or the um, SEC, but if they up it substantially, then, then the ACC is in that conversation as a power conference, right? Back in the conversation is a power. Back in the conversation. Yeah, you know, so, and honestly, we've been, you know, when I look at the numbers for the last few years from a payout from TV perspective, and that's where a lot of the money comes from for, for, for college athletics, we've been behind for a while. We're just now finally acknowledging that we're, we're hopelessly behind uh, in the current structure. With, with this news yesterday, it ain't going to get any better. Um, it's only going to get worse. Uh, unless we get more money. Unless we get more money and ESPN now. Yeah. The, the misers at ESPN might say, um, well, you signed a contract. We're going to just stick with that. But they're Um, like, you just said, they're going to be broadcasting very thought to be inferior ball game, uh, inferior football games for the next decade. Well, because I mean, Scott, you, you and I uh, have discussed, I know you wrote a column from a basketball perspective last, last season uh, during the last basketball season. But we've discussed this. Jerry Carter and I have discussed this a lot on podcasts. Um, the the ACC is down. What can we do to get the ACC back up in in, in football and basketball? Um, it's it's not entirely accurate to say, but it's also not entirely inaccurate to say that it's it's the money disparity. I mean, 
at the moment. Uh, we know that because look at what's going on in the SEC in basketball. Well, the, the, the yeah, my, what I was going to say is that even just now, um, SEC teams and Big Ten teams get $25 million more per season from their TV contracts. The, the, the schools do. They get $25 million more a year from their TV contracts than ACC schools do. Um, that number by 2029 is project the, the, the discrepancy is projected to be closer to 55 to 60 million dollars discrepancy per school from what Big Ten uh, member schools get paid out, SEC member schools get paid out, and ACC member schools get paid out. You can't tell me that that, that right what right now is 25 million a year and it's going to be 60 million a year in seven years does not factor into. I mean, because the the money that goes into the, the program coffers also goes back out in coaches' salaries, assistant coaches' salaries, um, recruiting expenses, you name it. Um, uh, and it shouldn't, but you can't tell me it's not going to make its way to the NIL deals. It, it doesn't make its way to NIL. No, that money does not make its way. I can tell you that's, that's, that's money that is paid to the schools. The schools do not – that money pays the coaches' salaries. It pays for all those expenses. NIL is on top of that. So it does not go there. But, But – if you have better coaches, if you have better assistant coaches, if you have better strength and conditioning coaches, if you have better facilities, um, facilities, if you have a better academic uh, advisory system, um, better travel, um, all those, all those factors. Uh, and you're a high school athlete and you're being recruited by an SEC school, a big 10 school and an ACC school. And you see all the the gold plated stuff over here and you see the spit and tape on the other side, you're going to take the gold plated stuff. Um, and you're going to say, I want to go to school there. The better athletes are going to go there. Um, the plucky ones might go to the ACC schools, but when we, it gets time to either November and December uh, and then into January for football or March and April in basketball, we're, getting, we're behind the eight ball. And so, um, yeah, the, the ESPN is a reason for this. I mean, ESPN negotiated a contract, and at the time in 2016, we were all jumping up and down about how great that contract was. It ain't that great now. And it's going to even look less great. It's going it, – it, it, even just by the conservative projections, it's going to get much worse in the next seven years. So if Chris Graham is the um, commissioner of the ACC, the czar, what do you do? Well, I, I make the pitch I've been making, and, and I make it – and, I, and I, 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 I've lost Scott. Scott will come back. I'll make a full court press basically to say um, uh, in addition to making the case directly to the folks at ESPN, in addition to, uh, you know, lobbying them one-on-one I use the media. I I get, I get the message out there. I get, I I, I do as much PR both from a conference perspective. I have all my member schools putting out as much PR as possible to make the point that we, we need a better deal if we're going to be competitive at all uh, on the landscape. And, and if ESPN wants to get its, its value out of its contract with us, we need more, we need more money. Um, and, the mo- and, and the more money is going to translate into um, better TV product. Uh, the conference games don't, aren't going to mean as much if, if UVA is playing UNC, UNC is playing Duke, and none of us are ranked in the top 25 because we're behind the eight ball as far as SEC and Big Ten are concerned. If we're lower in the top 25, if we're on the fringe, if our if our best teams are like – this past year is an example. North Carolina made the national championship game. They were a bubble team until about the last week or two of the season somehow. Um, you know, Duke for the, the great season it had, uh, I don't – they weren't a number one seed in the tournament this year, from what I remember. They both both those programs made the final made the final four. Miami uh, was at the top of the conference standings for a good part of the 2021-2022 uh, season. Um, barely made the you know didn't get a great seed in the tournament. Had to play their way into uh, becoming uh, an elite eight team. So so you don't see this as being doomsday for the ACC or, but do you have confidence that Jim Phillips who's been on the job a little over a year now has that clout or, or the ability to go to the, to go to ESPN and basically ask for more money without delivering any type of, of a new product. 
I don't have any confidence and nothing against Jim Phillips. I don't have any confidence in him uh, in that respect because I don't think I have confidence in – I wouldn't have confidence in Jimmy Carter, who's a master negotiator. I wouldn't have confidence in – you name the deal maker, um, Barack Obama, hostage negotiator, anybody, <laughs> because um, this is, this is uh, I think, and, and as far as doomsday – I'm not quite doomsday, but I, I think that we are at a crossroads here. And um, I think this is the only shot um, I, 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 because I don't think that if I'm Jim Phillips, I tell you what, and if I and, and if not just Jim Phillips, he works for the, the 15 member institutions, including Notre Dame. We'll throw them in there, too. He the presidents uh, of, of those institutions um, form essentially a board of directors. He's the guy who's the executive director of the ACC. It really we call him commissioner. Um, he works on their behalf. Um, and, and so it's, it's a mess they're all in. It's a mess they kind of all got themselves into. I mean, I know since 2016, some presidents have changed. At Virginia, Jim Ryan wasn't there in 2016. I don't think he was. Uh, so, you know, it's not like it, but he inherited the situation from his predecessor. Uh, others who might be new in the office inherited from their predecessor. But it is what it is. Um, your alternative is to just disband the ACC. Um, I don't know that. In fact, I'm I, the one thing I'm certain of is that uh, there would be winners there. Um, maybe I'm still not convinced that the Big Ten and SEC want to expand any more than what they are. If I'm the Big Ten and SEC, if I'm the Big Ten, I just added USC and UCLA. I added the LA market. What do I need Chapel Hill and Charlottesville for? Um, for more competition, I would rather have less competition. Because we're talking about the TV money right now, but there's other ways to make money. And a, a key way to make money is to make the college, have teams from your conference make the college football playoff. Well, if, if, if I invite more teams from my con- – if, if I have a 24-team conference uh, in the Big Ten, for example, and Virginia and UNC are there. Well, one, Virginia and UNC ain't playing in the college football playoff anytime soon. But when I get uh, Ohio State and Michigan into the college football playoff, that money doesn't get split up 16 ways now. It gets split up 24 ways. Um, if I get, uh, you know, if I'm a 24-team conference and I get 15 teams in the NCAA tournament, um, only one of them can win it. And I've got more, i got 24 teams to split our total NCAA money up with. If you see where I'm getting at here, um, I would rather have the pie kind of be as big as it is right now and have less people eating it than have 20 or 24 I don't know that I grow the t- – if I'm the Big Ten or SEC, I don't know that my TV contract gets bigger enough by going to even – adding even more schools to my roster to justify um, growing bigger. I, I, I don't know that the pie gets that bigger, and I think we have more mouths to feed. And Scott, you used that term we were talking last night, so I'm borrowing it from you, but – if the pie isn't bigger and there's more mouths to feed, I'm making less. I think if I'm the SEC and Big Ten, I'm pretty damn happy right now. So that said, I don't think that you're going to have the the ACC ADs right now. Carla Williams, other ADs are calling around and finding things out. I think what they're going to find out is there's not a lot of interest in taking their their poverty cause, and so the ACC is going to need to buck up and fight this themselves. And the only way to fight is to try to get more money out of ESPN. And I hope that that is the way that that the conference is preserved, and that we can go to the to the to ESPN and and make a case that, okay, you know, if we are expected to deliver a quality product, we need to be competing, maybe not on a exactly an even playing field, but we need to be the playing field needs to be a little more level than what it is. So well, they're going to have to up that up that ante a little bit so that the ACC is. You know, because money, they need the money. I mean, the schools have to have the money for facilities, for coaches, for, you know, for all those things. And if they're not going to get it, then then, then you're going to have two power conferences and you're going to – ESPN is going to be left uh, with the television contract rights for the ACC for a very inferior product. And I'm, let me say this. You say, I hope this is how the conference is preserved. I don't think the ACC is going anywhere. The AC, it, it, to me, I'm convinced that the Big Ten and SEC are, are where they're going to be. Um, 
they're, 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 if I'm a, if I'm the president of one of those institutions, one of those 32 institutions now, when you include Texas, Oklahoma, USC, UCLA as members of either of those conferences, um, I don't, I don't want the pie getting big. I don't want more hands out for the money that our conferences can bring in for sports. Um, so I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, that means no one's going to say to Clemson or Florida State or Miami or Virginia or North Carolina, we want you to join our conference. That means those ACC schools are stuck in the ACC until 2036 um, and, and probably beyond. Um, and so if that's the case, this ain't about we hope the ACC survives. We want the ACC to be as we as fans of the ACC. And, of course, I mean, we're UVA guys. and But I, this is one thing we can unify with even Duke and Virginia Tech fans on. We want the ACC to be viable. Because Virginia can't be viable if the ACC is the Mountain West Conference. The, the you know, Virginia can't be good if this is the West Coast Conference. Um, we're just not going to be competitive with those those schools in the SEC and Big Ten. We we need the ACC to be as strong as possible. So this is one thing where, as much as we get at each other's throats during the the, the athletics year, we need to be unified on this as fans as uh, the people who run the departments, the people who run the schools. Um, if those invitations aren't coming from the Big Ten and SEC, which they ain't, we're in the same boat. And we got we to, gotta, you know, we got to raise the tide here a little bit. And um, that I, so survive or just plod through. We're going to do one or the other. But we're, hopefully we, we don't just survive. Hopefully we're able to thrive. I, I agree with you. Um, and if you're, let's just say you're Clemson, Florida State. Um, Florida State hasn't been relevant in football in almost a decade. Miami, what, almost 20 years now? Almost 20 years, yeah. Why not, why not stay in the conference you're in and, and do what we said, try to make the conference more viable to ESPN to get more money and be in a conference that you have a legitimate chance of of winning and maybe making it to the college football playoffs rather go to a, maybe what would be greater riches to begin with but you're going into the southeast conference where you're competing against eight or nine teams that are much more established than you are in football your, your chances of winning that conference are slim to none but you, what you're saying is that an invitation would be coming. <laughs> Their invitation is not coming, Scott. It's not I hope coming. You're right. I hope you're right. So, so fast forward, you and I are going to be down in Charlotte in three weeks, and boy, yeah. is that going to be an interesting couple. I think we should go tomorrow and just <laughs> just hang know, out, just, yeah, <laughs> and just get good seats and let's see what the scutterbuck is among the 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 front office, the front desk staff at the Charlotte Weston is, um, because you know there's going to be a lot of interest and I'm wondering will anything be settled by then do you think that if there hasn't been invites to the other schools in the ACC by then if what you're saying that you think is going to happen in reality is going to happen is that there are going to be no other uh, teams jumping ship from the ACC because there won't be any invitations offered to those schools well here's the thing about invitations um to, we talked about this earlier uh usc and ucla didn't decide like you know monday or tuesday of this week we're going to see see if we can join the big 10 they apparently have been working on this for several months and the big 10 as well because for um for the, it's not that usc and ucla independent of the big 10 said let's join the big 10 let's do our own studies internally not tell anybody about it and then we'll call the big 10 up one day and see if they're interested there had to have been some, obviously, some coordination between the Big Ten, USC, and UCLA. Uh, and that kind of research goes on for months. I mentioned just one thing when I said, if if you're looking at UConn, if you're the ACC looking at UConn, I, the one thing, I mean, and there's probably a million things you want to know, but one thing I'd want to know would be how did Rutgers impact uh, Big Ten network uh, subscriber numbers in New York, the greater New York market. I would want to know that among many things, right? So uh, when, when you're, if you're um, the big 10 um, and you're thinking about, I want to make an invitation to 
UVA, UNC. Let's just throw those two out because right now these invitations are being thrown out in twos, it seems like. SEC got Texas, Oklahoma last year. Uh, Big Ten gets UNC, uh, UCLA and USC this year. Um, I don't see anything would, would happen in terms of an invitation to anybody in three weeks. I don't know that I would see anything until – if if you're Carla Williams and you called up first thing last night at six o'clock when you heard the news or whatever time she may have heard the news um, yesterday, um, even if you called that moment, you're six or nine months out from from even knowing if you would want to take an invitation. And the Big Ten's probably six or nine months out from from knowing that it would give you the invitation. They might say, hey, we're thinking about it. What, why don't you do your work and we'll do our work and we'll see if this works out. But unless that happened a few months ago uh, and UVA's already been quietly working on this or UNC's already been quietly working on this, I don't honestly see this happening anytime soon, Scott, because I, 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 I would hate to think if I were on the UVA Board of Visitors that that, that kind of work wouldn't have gone into that because that decision is a huge decision. I mean, look, look at Maryland. Maryland's been in the Big Ten for how long? And it ain't working out for them. Um, and so – I would hope that lots and lots of smart people get together and, and do the research necessary, the numbers crunching necessary to say whether or not this is viable. That's not going to happen in three weeks. I, I don't know. I don't know that we would know until next summer, honestly, that, that an invitation would even be offered much less accepted. Okay. So I'm going to go back to something you, you said just a minute ago just, or less than a minute ago. And, and I've learned not to just, initially disagree with you on something but to to make you repeat it you said maryland it ain't working out for maryland what advantage where, where does maryland stand as far as as the advantage that they've had or have they really been able to reap any significant financial advantages leaving the ac since leaving the acc in 2014 and joining the big 10 you know, in 2014, Maryland, you know, I'm looking at the USA Today database. In 2014, Maryland um, reported uh, $73 million in athletics revenues, and $29 million of that was, was uh, licensing and, and, and rights fees, essentially the, the contribution from the conference. Um, so keep those numbers in mind, 73 and 29. In 2020, those numbers were 92 and 53. So their, their overall revenue up about $19 million but $24 million more in TV money. And that's essentially the difference between the ACC and Big Ten right now. The, uh, the Big Ten payouts are about $55 million per school. The ACC is paying about $31 million per school. So that's almost entirely the difference right now. And actually, they're bringing in less revenue um, overall compared to what they were before. So, um, you know, and their ticket sales are actually up. It, what, one thing you see is contributions are down. The, the donors are less involved. Um, they've also been able to, they, they've either been able to, or just decided to cut student activity fees. Uh, in 2014, they were, were, were assessing students $11 million, $11.3 million for the right to have a program at their school. And now they're assessing $9.1 million. And also the school is contributing about $2 million less to the athletics department. So, um, but essentially Maryland's 44th in the, in the nation, uh, according to the USA Today database, for and, and this is for year 2020. It's the last year for which we have the full accounting. Um, it usually comes the new year accounting will come out sometime this summer, but they're 44th. Um, there's there are several ACC schools ahead of them uh, in, in in that. So you know Virginia Virginia's at 110 million. North Carolina's at 110 million. 29th and 30th. Uh, actually, Carolina's just about 100 thousand dollars ahead of UVA. So they're 29th. Virginia's 30th. But you've got Clemson. You've got Louisville. You've got Florida State. Uh, also in the top 30. So Maryland made the move eight years ago and still hasn't really reaped what you'd call the benefits of, of making the big move. Um, it's not a guarantee that necessarily going, uh, going big, big 10 is going to, and, and Scott, I think you made the point earlier. It's not like Maryland has seen the benefits of this on the playing field. Um, Football is an afterthought. Basketball, the the height seems to be maybe they can compete for an NCAA tournament bid, but that's about it. They fired their coach or got rid the coach quit in December of last year. He was being pressured out. So um, I don't know if I'm Maryland folks, I would look at this and say this benefited us. We've got a few more dollars, but um, not 
appreciably more dollars. We're still behind. We're still at, at this stage, still behind Virginia and Carolina. We always have been behind Virginia and Carolina. We're still behind Virginia and Carolina. And, um, and it's not translated to success on the athletics field either. It certainly has not in football or, or, or uh, basketball. And so, so for Maryland, the old saying that the grass is not always greener on the other side of the fence applies, but, but, and it, I guess the difference is that the one thing that Maryland alienated their fan base because a lot of their fans, just a lot, just did not want to see Maryland leave the ACC. Well, um, you're not playing Carolina anymore. You're not playing Duke anymore. You're not playing Virginia anymore. Now you've got games with Nebraska and Iowa, um, Minnesota. You know, yeah, no geographic rivalry whatsoever, and no historic rivalries. Like if you're if you grew up Amer- like us, Scott. We gotta we gotta put this hat on. If 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 something were to happen that I don't think is going to happen, and Virginia's in the Big Ten, we've got to learn to hate somebody that we don't hate now. And and you just don't conjure that up at our age. I'm fifty. You're in your sixties. We've 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 hated Carolina and Duke all of our lives in a, in a in a you know in a in a friendly way. But we we know and we know that you know we remember the Georgia Tech football game from 1990. None of that's relevant anymore. No, no, everything we know becomes irrelevant. But Chris, what you should know about me is my hatred for gophers, badgers, <laughs> cyclones, or Hawkeyes. Um, I can find a reason to hate just about any school. But, but you're not going to be watching a game in September and say, man, I remember that. This reminds me of that Nebraska game from 1984. Exactly. And, you know, Maryland, the other thing is Maryland left the ACC for, you know, there was no real apparent reason other than they were, their athletic department was poorly, poorly managed and they were basically bankrupt. And they thought, Um, and they thought getting more money from the Big Ten would would bail them out. And it apparently hasn't. And it it hasn't. Um, So jumping ship out of the ACC right now may not be wise either. So I, you know, since since this podcast has started you've you've changed my you've changed my thinking a little bit and 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 i think that if i'm carla williams if i'm bubba cunningham at north carolina and all the other ad's i'm doing everything i can to make this conference viable and to make this conference at least temporarily uh the third the third power conference of three yeah. Yeah. And 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 then you go from there because you know there's no guarantee that UCLA and 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 Southern Cal will will be any there's no guarantee that they will do anything more for the Big 10 than Maryland has done Maryland has done for the Big 10. And what you're saying is Maryland hasn't done a thing for the Big 10. I can guarantee UCLA is not going to do anything for the Big 10 other than be the rival of USC. Exactly. Um, so so this this will need some time to to settle to kind of, you know, to, to look at over a period of five, maybe 10 years. But if you ask the Big Ten today, uh, uh, the Big Ten commissioner, Jim Delaney, right? Yeah. yeah. Hey, Maryland wants out. Rutgers wants out. He'd send the moving vans there. Oh, I guarantee, and I guarantee if you ask, I can't think who the the new uh, SEC commissioners. I say new. I think it's his name, Sankey, Greg Sankey, Sankey or something like that. Greg Sankey. Yes. If you're uh, if you're Greg Sankey, and uh, you know, hey, uh, you have the the magic wand here. Who are you getting rid of? Oh, let's think here. Missouri, Vanderbilt, come to mind. <laughs> you know, same kind of thing. So yeah, get rid um, of them. Uh, so you know, again, maybe if you're Virginia, North Carolina, uh, Duke. Yeah. Florida State, Clemson, Miami. Um, maybe you th- you're thinking, okay, we should learn from what happened in College Park that jumping ship, even if an invitation were to come, may not be the overall best answer. Uh, I don't have any intel on this, and I'm, I'm sure we're getting close to wrapping up. Uh, and I've got to have I'm gonna have some fun editing this podcast because we had a couple of spots where um, I had to research some things and that kind of thing, but. So no intel on this. I'm not. So I'm not trying to create any any breaking news or anything here. But my, if I had to guess who Carla Williams was calling last night, um, 
I would not think that there were any phone numbers in Chicago. Um, I would think that they were all phone numbers. Greensboro uh, and on the east, certainly the east coast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Other other athletics directors in the ECC, and then Greensboro talking to Jim Phillips, and probably a conference call or two involving a lot of those folks. So I, 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 I I cannot imagine that that anything about um, yesterday, what happened yesterday, and and I would not. I I would think the same about the other ads and college presidents uh, and university presidents in the ACC. Uh, their their focus was internal, not external. Because remember, the ads have yeah. Football is probably every ad's main pride and joy of their baby. Has but, to be, yeah, yeah. But they still have to think about the women's field hockey team, the women's soccer team, the women's tennis team, the men's baseball team. And right now, even though it's stretched out a little bit from from Boston to Miami, from the East Coast to uh, South Bend, Indiana. It's still now even more so with the Big Ten going all the way to coast to coast. It's still more of a geographic fit than than what the Big Ten is, and and that has to be a little bit of 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 a concern to the ads that they can get these non-revenue sports from town to town without having to put them on airplanes and yep. and charter flights and things like that. You know. Yep, yep, and and, and if if Virginia's in the East, if, just an example, Virginia or Carolina's in the Big Ten. I don't know. You're you're taking a bus probably to Rutgers. You're probably taking a bus for the non-revenue sports. You're taking a bus to Rutgers, maybe to Penn State, maybe Ohio State. But I'm not sure. There's too many other bus trips you're making. No, you're putting them on a you're putting them on an airplane, and there's where your expenses. Yeah. Uh, just go out of the ceiling. That and. and- and your demands on the student athletes too. You know, you you, you got to be looking out for the kids. They're also in school. They're also trying to progress toward a degree. And so, yeah, all those all those things factored in. Plus, we just did some math on Maryland. Maryland's not doing appreciably better. And eight years later, I, I I would I would use them as a cautionary tale, as far as that goes. Yeah. So I'm hoping that Carla is listening to this, and maybe Jim Phillips gets a hold of this because, um. There's 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 a there's a more direct, in my opinion, again listening to you and working through this podcast, there's a better way for the ACC to achieve this goal than jumping ship and 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 moving schools to other conferences, and that's just to go to ESPN and try to enhance the product that we have. That's right, and get get more money from each school. The only call to Chicago area would be the general area of saying, hey, Notre Dame, what do you think now, buddies? Um, that's the only call I'd be making anywhere in that direction. Now we'll let Jim Phillips make that phone call. But other than that, yeah, work. let's get the ACC stronger instead of breaking the ACC up. Um, and I'll, I'll just assume that um, I, I assume everybody's a smart person. I think that, that uh, the folks who – um, are in charge are smarter than me and um, that they've already gone in this direction. But if not, then if we can help them out, we'll help them out. <laughs> yeah. And you know, there's something else too. the ACC uh, with Notre Dame. I don't know, maybe contracts are not worth the paper they're written on or if they're written on paper nowadays, I don't know if they're done digitally, electronically, whatever, but um, Notre Dame's contract with the ACC is if they join a conference, it has to be the ACC. Right. That's right. That's right. So, uh, and they're already in bed with the ACC for every other sport, and they do very well. So, maybe, maybe that's you know um, a a big deciding factor if if Notre Dame does join uh, a conference that it's much more of an easier transition to join the ACC than it would be the Big Ten. As we wrap up here, I hope that what we've done on this podcast, Scott, you asked lots of great questions. You, you challenged a lot of great points. Um, I hope what we've done in the end here is that for those who listened uh, and stayed with us for this, that that uh, folks have um, maybe calmed this down. This is an emergency podcast. Yeah, this is an emergency podcast. Hopefully this calms us all down. Hopefully this just, you know, we're not going to worry about the future. Just enjoy your 4th of July weekend. Uh, realize there are smarter people uh, that I'm sure are working. They're not going to enjoy their 4th of July weekend, but there are smarter people working on this. And, and, and 
And at the end of the day, what we really want is a stronger ACC. We don't want to have to go to the Big Ten. We don't have to go to the SEC. We want to still be the ACC. And we want UVA to be in the ACC. And we want the UVA to be in a meaningful ACC. And I'm confident that with the brain power that's there uh, in Greensboro and throughout the rest of the ACC towns that, uh, that they'll get it figured out. Yeah. Um, so I got two things, two, two points to make in closing. One, uh, I cannot wait until we hit Charlotte because that is going to be a fascinating uh, three days at the ACC meetings. <laughs> and two, I really don't want to learn how to hate other schools again. I'm very comfortable in my skin hating the schools that I currently hate. And I want to keep hating them, you know. Uh, I have a healthy hatred for those schools, and I, I you know, it I, I would be lost without that hatred. So, um, yeah, we're too old. You can't teach an old. You, what's the old saying? You can't teach a, uh, an old dog new tricks. We're that's just right. too old. I'm not sure if I can just con. I can do it, but it just wouldn't be the same. You know, hating Ohio State and hating Nebraska. You know, I'm sure I, I'd learn to – it would fill a hole in my heart a little bit, but not the same as Duke and Carolina and Virginia Tech. It just, you know, no. Nah. Let, let's let's stay with the healthy haters we already have. <laughs> Better to hate the one you know than the one you don't, right? I know. Uh, you know, uh, we have good reasons for hating these folks. We'd have to conjure up reasons to hate those other people. I, I, it feels artificial. Um All right. Well, I think that does it on, for, on that note. For Scott German, I'm Chris Graham signing off. Thanks, everyone. Have a great 4th of July weekend.